The following program is brought to you by the Tennessee Broadband Association. Lead Tennessee Radio, conversations with the leaders moving our state forward. We look at the issues shaping Tennessee's future, rural development, public policy, broadband, health care, and other topics impacting our communities. And now, here's your host of Lead Tennessee Radio, Lavoie Knowles. Hello, I'm Lavoie Knowles, the Executive Director of the Tennessee Broadband Association. Today, my guest is Chris Townsend, the CEO of DTC Communications, located in Alexandria, Tennessee. Welcome to the podcast, Chris. Thanks, Lavoie. Glad to be here. We're going to talk today about the recent grant activity at DTC, but first, share with our listeners where DTC provides broadband at currently and what is your service area like? Yeah, LaVoy, DTC Communications is a member-owned telecommunications cooperative. We were founded in 1951 to provide telephone service in rural Middle Tennessee. We cover approximately 1,000 square miles, just shy of that, in landmass in portions of Cannon, DeKalb, Rutherford, Smith, and Wilson counties. Our rural territory has many Middle Tennessee hills and hollows, as you are familiar with. Um, and, of course, that brings with it challenges of building and maintaining a physical plant uh, at an affordable price. And this is a beautiful area to live and work. And we are seeing some population growth in most of the communities we serve. Um, and, LaVoy, we're proud to be part of, of, you know, the companies that are addressing the community's needs um, for those who are calling this place home and doing business here as well. Thank you, Chris. That's uh, really good information. I know that... Uh... DTC covers a lot of area and uh, uh, actually is getting more to be more bedroom communities from the from the more urban areas over the last few years. So great job. Um, I know that it seems like that um, you've been at DTC a long time because you've accomplished so much, but uh, you really, um, you're kind of a newcomer actually to, to the to the game. Uh, when did you become the CEO of DTC? Well, I, my first day was May the 4th, 2016. So I've been here just under five years, and uh, it does seem like a long time in some ways. Uh, as you know, Lavoy, I, I worked at, at a company in Northeast Alabama for just over 21 years before coming here. Also, that company was also in the telecom industry, but yeah, it's almost five years. It's coming up on that anniversary date soon. All right, it, uh, time flies, but it seems like that uh, you've incorporated yourself into the DTC uh, network and into the landscape, and you've made some great strides at, at DTC in your, in your nearly five years there. So congratulations. Thank you very much on that. What's been your team's approach to building fiber, and, and what has been the, the result so far? I know you've come a long way. I know we've talked a little bit about your, mm-hmm. your board uh, long-term plans, but uh, tell us about your team's approach to building fiber and, and what have been your results so far. Yeah, I guess if, if I had to sum it up in one word, it, it would be aggressive. Um, and, you know, I think one of the biggest things is uh, we've been building at a pace that's as quick as we could do so physically and financially responsibly. Uh, we didn't want to get too far ahead of our skis, so to speak. But, um, you know, we were probably a little bit late to the fiber, uh, the fiber game. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, we, we also own uh, wireless spectrum and we we focused for years on a, uh, you know, mobile wireless company and, and, uh, and and that was obviously the right thing to do and provided phenomenal service for this area. But when we made the transition, um, our board made the decision in late 2016 
to begin building fiber in early 2017, uh, man, we hit the ground running. And we've been averaging building between four and 500 miles, route miles of fiber per year. And our initial goal, you know, beginning in 17 was to build uh, to at least 70% of our membership by the end of 2023. At that time, we had about 24,000 premises in the territory that we serve. Um, and, you know, we wanted to hit 70% of those folks within, you know, within about a six-year period, um, you know, six or seven-year period. And, um, and the reality is we're two years ahead of schedule and we're under budget, LaVoy. So that, that I'm so proud of the work that our team has been doing. The results have been wonderful for our members and the communities we serve. And under, you know, my board of directors leadership, they've put us in a position to complete the build out to 100% of our membership in the not too distant future. So we're, we're very proud and aggressive, but I think we've done it in a very um, uh, responsible manner that is bringing the service to the communities that we, you know, we live in and we serve and uh, really think we're putting people in a position to thrive here in, in, in Middle Tennessee. Fantastic results. It's hard to believe that you come that far in a short period of time. And uh, yeah. uh, if you're not familiar with a build out, particularly in a rural market, uh, it's a lot of moving parts you got to coordinate. And um, mm-hmm. phenomenal job uh, with, for you and, and DTC, your team at DTC, on making that um, that move and that accomplishment. Uh, can't say enough good things about what's been happening there. Thank you for that, Lavoie. And, I, and I'll just say again, you know, our board, uh, man, when they made the decision to do this, they understood the risk and they understood the opportunity and, uh, and, and they've been all in and our employees went all in. And I mean, our people are working so hard and so smart. And, you know, it's really, I, I mean, I give props back to my team, LaVoy. You, you know, uh, no leader, you know, is any better than his team. And, and I have a phenomenal team from top to bottom, uh, from the guys that climb poles and, and go under the floors. Uh, to the people that are writing the big checks for this fiber that we're having to purchase, they everybody's on board, and I'm I'm proud to be part of what we're doing here in this community. That's right. It is a team project, um, but uh, yes, sir. All the direction comes from the top. So it, it, it again, uh, your whole team has had a fantastic results. Yes, sir. That bring that brings us to the to the recent news about your grants uh, DTC has received from the USDA Reconnect program and the Tennessee Department of Economic Community Development. Tell us about what those projects uh, involve. Yeah, we've actually received uh, three awards, um, uh, three grant awards in the last uh, last four years, I guess now, um, for a total of five point eight two eight million dollars. And we've already completed two of the projects, the, the two that were awarded through the Tennessee ECD, and we hope to be underway with the Reconnect project soon. Um, these projects have, have allowed or will allow us to build in these extremely high-cost areas where the residents are underserved or unserved uh, with broadband, and, and sometimes they don't even have voice services. The, these projects are in Smith, Wilson, and Trousdale counties. That's great. I know you had some... Um press on it a few uh, weeks ago, and uh, I can say from a legislative standpoint that all your legislatures that represent those areas are very excited uh, to finally yep. get an answer to some of their constituents' questions about why can I get broadband. So you, they, you've helped um, solve a lot of problems, and, and that, will, that will help consumers be able to get high-speed internet that um, would never have gotten it otherwise. 
I wouldn't say maybe not never, but it will be a lot of years before they yeah. ever got it. Well, Lavoy, you know how this works and how expensive it is to build build you know these networks to connect people to you know this world class connectivity. I mean, it just doesn't it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen without deep pockets. And you know when you're serving an area that has just a few homes per mile, it makes the economics of that you know very tough. But when we you know we get to partner with the federal government and with state government and when our local local legislators and others, you know, get into this process, our local mayors, I mean, we've just got folks all over the place that are, you know, have jumped into these projects and said, hey, what can we do to solve this problem? Um, man, it makes it very satisfying when we, we win, we get to serve, and then we see kind of the result of that. I mean, in the grant areas alone, the two that we've completed, um, you know, in, in just over a year, uh, we're, we're seeing take rates in the 65% range. And then if you take, we, we built some bigger areas around the grant, uh, you know, the grant areas themselves, and we're already in the low to mid 40% take rates on those areas. And so I think what that shows you is, is just how important this service is. And, you know, there are, there are tons of homes and businesses that this will affect. And as a matter of fact, you know, the, the Tennessee ECD round one, um, broadband accessibility act grant that we received, it let us build to more than, 1,500 premises in Smith and Wilson counties. This included homes, businesses, schools, government facilities. We completed that project in early 2020. And like I said, the take rates push in the mid 60% range. Um, we were also a recipient of, through the Tennessee ECD, of some of the CARES Act money that came into the state late last year. Um, and combined with DTC's additional investment, you know, we built to more than 1,000 premises in a really short amount of time. Um, and that project was completed in, in December, um, December of this last year. And, uh, you know, that just, um, that has taken off too. Before we could, before we could really light up the fiber, we had 400 service orders, um, you know, in an area where we built past a thousand, a thousand premises and we continue to get orders every single day in those areas. And, uh, you know, we were, you, you know, we were awarded a USDA reconnect grant, um, that you mentioned and, we're hoping to start that project later this year, early 2022, when we get final clearances, uh, you know, from the federal government to move forward with that project. And that will that will enable us to build past another thousand premises. So you look at just those three projects combined, you know, if you look at the grant areas only, you're talking 1,500 to 2,000 total premises that we would potentially build past. But when we, you take into account the additional investment that DTC has made, you know, when you put all that together, you know, you're looking at 3,500 to 4,000 premises that we're going to build past. And that's a lot of homes for people that have been underserved or unserved uh, with broadband in the communities we serve. So very thankful for these partnerships, um, this public, private, you know, working together. I really do think it makes the projects financially feasible. And it gets the service much quicker than it could be out there otherwise. Absolutely. And and that's um, really good take rates. And I know there was some discussion mm-hmm. at one of the committee meetings last week on take rates. And um, uh, you're right there in the average. Uh, 65% is mm-hmm. pretty well what others are yeah. seeing in the take rates as well. And so uh, that's, a, that's, yeah. a, that's a really good take rate. That's a really good um, uh, amount of customers. So that, that proves yep. that what you're doing is is needed uh, in those areas and 
at the same time, you're not just building the minimum speeds. Um, you're building fiber to the home, correct? That's correct. And, and Lavoie, we, we've hung our hat on fiber to the home simply because we believe that it is, is the best network to build that we will be able to change as the needs change for uh, our customers in the future. And what I mean by that is just a few years ago, you know, we, we were operating with dial up internet and then we were, you know, we were operating with 200 and, uh, you know, 256 kilobits per second. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not an engineer by any stretch, but I remember those days of, of, you know, you would click a button and go get your coffee and come back and hope the page was downloaded. And, and now all of a sudden, you know, we're getting into a hundred meg and now we're getting into a gig. I say all those, those numbers and those may or may not mean things to, to our listeners, but, but the reality is this, the needs of the consumer, the needs of the business, the needs of the student, of the school, of the economic development people, the, the needs for the delivery of high speed, low latency connectivity continues to increase. Um, you know, the physical demands of that are increasing at a pace faster than any of us could have believed. And the reality is, um, you know, when you look at other technologies, the, the older copper technologies that we had, or even even some cable companies have today, um, or wireless connectivity, the spectrum that's out there, there are limitations to what those technologies can deliver over the long haul. And today we're providing one megabit, um, you know, connectivity at a price that people were paying for something much less than that not long ago. And we believe that as long as you can change out the electronics on each end, you know, that fiber optic, um, you know, facility that's made of, of, of strands of glass will be able to morph into what is needed for the end user. So we're, we're building what we believe is, is truly the best, not only for today, but it is the best for the future of the communities that we serve. I mean, I look for this to be a multi-decade investment strategy that that way the communities all across the state of Tennessee that folks like us are serving, those people will have what they need to, 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 to get their work done, their education done, whatever it is that they need. So, um, yeah, I, I think we're building the, the, the best, not so that we can say we're building the best, but because we truly believe that's what's needed to deliver what is required now and for in the future for the, the customers and members that we serve. Absolutely. <clears throat> and that, that was uh, kind of my talking point is that these folks at Wilson, Smith, and Trousdale County, which we're mm -hmm. focusing on today, I guess, is maybe one of the high points, but you have lots of other areas yeah. as well. But when you go fiber to the home, it does, you're not building out a 10-1 network or a 25-3 or a 100-25. You're building out whatever the consumer needs over the next 10 or 15 or 20 years. And I want to commend you for that. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate that, LaVoy. And I think we, I think we have a, you know, I think we've got our finger on the pulse of what's going on in our own communities, but also what's going on in our industry and across our nation. Um, you know, we just, we just don't see that, that, you know, high latency, low speed networks are where we ought to be putting money. And look, no offense to folks that put other technology out. We've, we've been part of that. I, I told you, we, uh, we've operated a, a uh, you know, a wireless company for years and, and it does meet some needs, but at the same time, and, and none of us would give up our cell phones. I'm, I'm, I know that, but at the same time, there are limitations to 
what can be done with certain technologies. And with fiber to the home, we've not found those limitations and don't see those anywhere in the near future. We're, like I said, we're providing up to one gig of service now, even to the, to the regular home like you live in or I live in. Um, but in other places at schools, we're providing, you know, we're providing circuits up to up to 10 gig right now so that they have the capacity they need to function. We're doing the same at some larger manufacturing places around here. And, you know, now we're talking about going to the next generation of electronics that works across fiber. And if we do that, we probably won't be starting at one gig. We'll probably be starting at something higher than that. Two gig, three gig, five gig, whatever, even at the home, because we're finding that with, you know, the IOT of things or the internet of things, um, the amount of connected devices at homes and businesses are just growing astronomically. And we've got to have this type of connectivity. And, and, and LaVoy, I don't, I don't mean to get again too far on the, on the technical side, but that's another thing that fiber does that, that some of the other technologies don't allow. You have this, um, you know, not only the download speeds, but you have the upload speeds that you need. And whether that's symmetrical or asymmetrical, you know, there's arguments all across the board for that. But the reality is you've got to have the super low latency for, um, you know, for files to upload just as fast as they download or at least something close to that. And the fiber right. networks that we're building are really the only thing out there today that is, you know, that that is allowing that to happen on an ongoing basis. Right. Totally agree. And, and you're kind of building a network for the future, no matter what the cut consumer needs. That's right. Yeah, let's right. move a little bit. Just go back to your um, grant applications. Can you discuss a little bit about how DTC goes about applying for grants that will benefit unserved and underserved areas in your service area? Maybe how you identify uh, or how you determine which ones that you apply for and which ones you uh, that doesn't really qualify? Yeah, I mean, our approach to applying for grants is really quite simple for us. Um, as a cooperative, we have one job, and that is to serve our members. But our board of directors and employees understand that when adjacent communities, you know, our neighbors are also connected at a, at a high quality level, then the quality of life for everyone around us is better. It's kind of like the old statement, you know, the rising tide, you know, lifts all ships. Our goal is to be a great community partner and to do that in a way that our entire membership benefits, you know, and we're seeing this, this happen. Our, um, we do look at the, at the, the federal maps that are available. We look at, um, you know, what's happening to us in, in adjacent communities. You mentioned earlier, we, you know, we have, we have engaged legislators that are, you know, we're trying to solve problems where they're hearing from their constituents that they don't have service. So, you know, we're, we see things personally. We hear things from the communities that are adjacent to us. We, we look at the federal maps that are available. We look at the state grant programs through the, the Tennessee ECD. Yeah, you know, it's just a combination of factors that we're we're looking at to say what makes the most sense. And, and honestly, Lavoy, we kind of look at it from a capacity standpoint too. I've already mentioned how much we're doing, um, and you know, when you add another project that has deadlines on top of that, we've just got to be sure that we can meet those deadlines. And uh, we've we've been working to make that happen. So, our board of directors have made the commitment to help when it's possible to do so. And we've been able to land some of these grants and our employees have been amazing, um, you know, all the way from my executive and leadership team looking at where we should, you know, put the, you know, where we should apply for grants to, you know, the, the customer experience reps and the installers that put it in. 
um, man, that our whole team again has been working really hard to say what makes the most sense, what can we get done, what benefits the communities we serve or those adjacent to us, and that's just kind of the path we go down. So I, I would say it's a mixture of, of 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 science and art. It's not one or the other, but um, we've been successful so far, and and I think we've we've been able to do everything we said we would do, and I think that's that's important as well. That's very important. Well, that's good information. Uh, I think that all the, all the listeners will will definitely can resonate with what you're saying, and and uh, uh, I think mm-hmm. that's um, where we where we'd like to kind of wind up with here. And kind of a kind of on the ending note, um, can you give us? And you kind of alluded to some of it already, but what are DTC's uh, broadband deployment goals, and what does the future hold in your eyes? Yeah, I mean, we want to finish our overbuild to our members within the next two years, plus or minus. You know, if things go as we as we plan, our long term goals are to ensure that you know the folks that are connected have a world class connection that enables them to work, play, learn, build. You know, for the future, and you know, we're attempting to provide connectivity that leads to un- unlimited opportunities. Um, and we are, you know, we're proud to be serving to improve the quality of life for our members in the region we serve. So. I mean, I think that's where we kind of hung our hat, LaVoy, and, and that's where we want to stay. And, and and I'll be, you know, I'll be really quick, but I'll tell one quick story. If, if we have time, there was a lady that heard that we were potentially going to, you know, get a grant. And um, and we didn't know she was doing this, but she was standing on the side of the road getting people to sign a petition to bring grant funding to her her community. We ultimately landed that grant, and she sent us a letter and told us the story that her grandchild is autistic. They had been driving to town to go to a local business to have connectivity so that their, their, their grandchild could interact, you know, through their iPad and, and get the help they needed with teachers and doctors and all that kind of stuff to, to help that child's quality of life. And then when COVID hit, they couldn't do that. But then when they got, um, you know, got the fiber optic connectivity from us, it absolutely revolutionized their life and their grandchild and whole family now has a much higher quality of life. So, that's why we do what we do, Lavoy. I hope we can do that in an excellent manner going forward. And, um, you know, and I know we're not the only ones, but we're thankful to be part of the solution of what's going on here in Tennessee. Well, that is a phenomenal story. And it just gives one example of dozens or hundreds of, of folks all across yeah. Tennessee, and not only your service, Terry, but others that that need a broadband connection. And we need to, to yeah. um, get some state and federal funds to help kind of push it over the top to make it uh, work feasible. I know that um, in, a, in a cooperative environment, you're not looking for a, a huge profit. You're looking to for a long-term break-even point. That's a, a big difference okay. for most uh, companies. And we applaud your efforts and uh, congratulate you, your success. You've, you've really done well. And just appreciate your time today, Chris, on the, on the podcast. Thank you, LaVoy. I appreciate your time and for all that the Tennessee Broadband Association does. And thanks to all of our, our legislators and those folks in the communities we live that Everybody's working hard to, to serve, and, and, and again, like I said, we're, we're thankful to be part of that. Well, thank you again, Chris, and my guest today has been Chris Townsend, the CEO of DTC Communications, and you've been listening to Lead Tennessee Radio, which is produced by the Tennessee Broadband Association, including both cooperatives and independent companies connecting our state's rural communities and beyond with world-class broadband. Thank you for listening. <laughs>